Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. I'm so excited to chat today with Susie Shefflin from The Copper Vessel. In this episode, we talk about sound healing and the chakra system. We talk about Susie's journey with alopecia from being self-conscious and later on shaving her head and really understanding that this is all a lesson of love. We talk about addiction and different kundalini practices that we use to radically show up and realign. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. I'm super pumped about today's guest. We have Susie Shefflin here to talk to us all about the copper vessel and healing. Susie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Erin, thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be with you today. I'm so excited to chat. Yay, me as well. Susie, how did you begin at the copper vessel? So... I began the copper vessel um, exactly almost three years ago, Um, but the inspiration and the lead up to it began, I mean, really early on in my life. Um, When I was around seven, I began experiencing a condition called alopecia, um, alopecia areata, which is basically unexplained hair loss. So I started getting bald spots. And my mom took me to doctors. She took me first to a dermatologist who was like, you know, there's no cause, there's no cure. Um, But I just had this question in my head that was like, what's wrong with me? So I began this, this search to find out, you know, what was wrong with me and how I could heal myself. Um, Internally, all the while, like, I became extremely anxious. I became extremely insecure about, you know, fear of rejection, like, am I lovable? You know, as a, as a little girl losing my hair, it was so painful and so scary. And I didn't want anyone to find out. I kept it as this really big secret. Well, all the while, um, my mom would take me to, you know, different holistic healers and, and trying to figure out what was wrong. Um, the anxiety that I experienced, um, it was really tough. And like, I didn't even know what anxiety was when I was little. I just like, was constantly like feeling so self-critical, so self-judgmental, you know, afraid that people would reject me. I didn't want anyone to know. I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to be liked. Um, And so when I was in my early teens, I ended up, um, well, as as many teens do, starting to explore with alcohol. (laughs) Um, But alcohol like very quickly became a solution for me. Um, because it helped to quiet my mind and like all of the constant chatter of like, you know, do I look okay? Are people going to notice that I have a bald spot? Are people, you know, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Do people like me was able to be quieted by drinking? Um, although my drinking never really looked like normal drinking. Like I always drank to the point of blacking out. Um, and so it became this sort of, um, this thing where, you know, I was who I was when I wasn't drinking and then I would get drunk and I would be like really wild and really different and really crazy. Um, and all the while just like wondering, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, I continued my healing journey, but also that path sort of going down the path of alcoholism and addiction, which 
became pretty intense in my 20s. Um, and, you know, when I graduated from college, um, I moved to New York City and started taking prescription medications for anxiety. Um, and that sort of took my drinking to like a whole nother level where I then began like waking up in the hospital and having like really scary consequences. Um, and so I was just sort of in this place of feeling very, you know, searching what I can feel now for like love and self-love, but I was sort of looking in the wrong places. Um, and, you know, ended up in my late twenties, um, just getting to a really dark place where all I really knew to like make me feel safe and comfortable was, um, alcohol and the prescription medications that I've been taking. Um, and I ended up just really getting into this dark place and ultimately no longer wanting to live. And, um, one day after a night that was really scary and I almost took my own life and thank God I miraculously, literally miraculously woke up the next morning. Um, but when I did, it was like, Susie, wake up and live, like, stop, stop looking to try to escape from this, stop trying to figure out like what's wrong and, and, and start looking for the love, you know, stop running away, stop, stop trying to hide and, and hide who you really are and just let yourself be. And so I ended up um, stepping onto a path of sobriety and a path of um, really holistic healing. And my mom had taken me to holistic healers along the path of my journey. My mom, my family was always so supportive as I was in that space of like struggling and suffering and just really running away from myself because I just had all this internal self-loathing. Um, and, you know, had when I finally was ready to accept help, like that idea that came into my mind, it was like, Susie, wake up and live. Okay. What is available? So I went to rehab and in rehab, I, um, had the opportunity to go to Reiki healers. I started a daily meditation practice, practicing yoga regularly. Um, I began a daily gratitude practice. I began connecting with the moon. I started connecting with these things that ended up completely changing my life. Um, another really one being sound, really big one being sound. Um, and so once I stopped searching for the answers outside of myself and started looking within, things started to really change. Um, and the dots started to connect. Um, and I started to open up to a whole new way of life. And my life started to change really quickly. You know, at the point when I was in that really dark place, like the light had left my eyes and I didn't know how to get it back. Um, but by slowing down and creating space to, you know, seek help in a, in a way that was like self-love, um, things started to transform. And so I ultimately ended up in my journey of sobriety, moving to California. And, um, when I got out here, I was still experiencing a lot of anxiety. You know, I'd taken away like the alcohol I'd taken away the drugs that I've been taking. Um, but I was still feeling really anxious and very much like on this journey of seeking and still trying to figure out like what was wrong with me. My hair was still falling out. 
Um, and uh, my aunt brought me to a sound bath. And when I lay down in that sound bath and heard the sounds of the crystal alchemy bowls, something shifted. And I felt for the first time like I'd come home. I felt this sense of calm, this sense of peace, um, all of the anxious, self-loathing thoughts that I'd been experiencing for so long sort of just melted away. And so I kept going to sound baths and I continued to do the other healing modalities that I'd you know, picked up along the way, um, going to see Reiki healers, um, practicing yoga, practicing meditation, but it started to land and sink in in a whole different way. Like my frequency started to shift. Um, and after about nine months of that really having such a powerful impact on my life, um, I started to learn and I started to say, you know, this is something that's really transforming me. I'm really feel called to share it with the world. So ultimately I left my corporate job. I've been working at for over four years and I said, I'm going to be a healer now. And that was when I founded the Copper Vessel. And the name actually comes from a healer that I had gone to see, an Ayurvedic healer who had told me to drink water from a copper vessel <laughs> um, because it's a very healing thing. And when I was coming up with the name for my business, um, I, I woke up in the night and I was just brainstorming names and reached over for a glass of water. And through all the years of my journey, and my struggles and I had that and um I kept that copper vessel with me and so I thought you know what better name for my business than than that to be able to be a vessel for healing and for light and for love um because that ultimately is what it's about you know like reconnecting to that light and love within ourselves and so that's what I wanted to create a space for in my business and that's what I've, I think I've been able to hopefully do Susie, this is so interesting because Susie and I, just to rewind, we connected recently over this giveaway we were doing on Instagram. Like it was a very informal, I think we connected like just on a social media platform. Yeah. And since following you, like your brand is really, it's healing, it's light, it's mm -hmm. vibration, it's love. And I also, I'm a, I'm a sound bath junkie and I... <laughs> What's kind of the the science or the modality behind sound baths that help us realign and shift into healthy head spaces? Mm, such a good question. So um, there's so much science behind the way that a sound bath works. And if you think about, I mean, on a very simple level, like the world that we live in today, there's so much, there's so much noise. There's so much oftentimes dissonance and noise pollution. You know, even sitting here right now, I can hear cars going by or helicopters overhead or sirens. And, and on a very basic level, there's a lot of different vibrations coming at us. Um, also the things that we do in our lives, in our daily lives, like experiencing stress or stuffing down emotions or having thoughts that are like, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. Thinking that something's wrong with you in the first place can lead to disharmony in your vibrational field. Um, and in sound healing, we're working with very pure frequencies that then resonate with your body and help to shift you into a state of balance and harmony. They're really moving, moving energy in a way that's very subtle so that you can release energetic blockages, such as, you know, um, traumas you may have experienced, emotions that you may have shoved down, um, 
thoughts that may not be of the most loving frequency. They really can help to create a container where it feels safe to feel those things and release them um, and come back into a state of vibrational harmony between your mind, your body, and your spirit. It's really like coming home to yourself. Beautiful. And for everyone who is listening right now, if they wanted to just realign really quickly, is there a specific instrument we could use to shift or is it best to really just go to YouTube or to an app and, and play a sound healing meditation? Well, you are always your own best healer. And the human instrument is such an incredibly powerful instrument for sound healing. Um, Your voice. Your voice is a way that you can heal yourself and bring yourself into a state of calm and balance very quickly. You know, oftentimes we find ourselves in the state of fight or flight. Um, and so how to shift quickly back into the parasympathetic nervous system can be as simple as humming. Um, so just taking a moment, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling out of alignment and using your own voice to self-soothe and rebalance and just literally, you know, humming and playing with the tone that you're humming until you find the frequency, that's exactly what you need. And you'll know, you'll feel it. It will sort of click. So literally just to be like, and then once you find that that note that feels right for you just staying there and maybe moving around shifting focusing on areas in your body where you do feel tension where you feel heaviness where you feel tightness and bringing the sound vibration there bringing the breath there and then also imagining bringing light there as you're doing it Beautiful. I love that so much. It's, it's, that's like ohm for me. I, a lot Mm. of what I do is business coaching for the more spiritual niche. And I had a client the other day and she just, I mean, we did the brain dump. Her thoughts were everywhere. She was just thinking of all the things that she had to do and all the strategy that had to be birthed. And we just did three ohms to just drop into our Mm. bodies and realign to see what really was the first first course of action. I also have this water bottle that when I hit it against like the wall or a tree, it makes this really nice vibration sound. And that's something that I just carry with me and chime around whenever I feel the need to drop back into a healthy headspace. Sound is so powerful. It's so powerful. And I love that you're using it in your client sessions and that you have that with your water bottle too. I mean, sound is pure creative potential. Like it literally is from where we come and from where we go. We're beings of sound, vibration, and light. And so when we can consciously use sound to create a container, whether it's in a business coaching session, whether it's in a healing session, or whether it's in a personal moment, you know, of like, I'm feeling tired, or I'm feeling uninspired, or I'm feeling stressed, like, we can use sounds and especially sacred sounds. I mean, ohm is such a powerful and ancient resonance that when we consciously tune into it, you know, we might not even think about that. You go to a yoga class and you're chanting ohm, but there's great meaning behind that. It's, it's a frequency that literally is considered to be the first, the first sound, the sound from which everything came. So if you're in a business coaching session with someone who's trying to tap into their own creative potential to use that sound can open up so much and also bring both of you into resonance. Love that. Yeah, it definitely is a great way to align. And I think it's 
the difference between maybe the more spiritual entrepreneur and maybe other niches is all my clients are just so ready to drop into that headspace, which is really, really nice. What is your personal practice right now? My personal practice right now, um, it shifted so much in COVID, to be honest. Like I had such a strict practice, like regimented, like getting up and out of bed and, you know, certain chants, certain meditations. And I would do them for 40, 60, 90 day periods. And when COVID happened, it was like, it was almost like a hibernation. And I feel like I'm coming out of that hibernation right now. And so much of it is because I'm recommitting to a solid daily practice. It's such a game changer. Um, so I get up and right now it's, it's back to 6am, which I love. I get out of bed, I take a cold shower. And then if I can, if it's nice out, which it has been, it's been so nice to go down to the beach. Otherwise I'm in my, in my apartment and I'll meditate here. But my, my practice is based on um, the practice of Kundalini yoga. So I'll tune in with the mantra Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo, which means I bow to the divine teacher within. I bow to the creative consciousness within. Um, I'll chant a few more mantras and then I'll do some basic um, just movement, spinal flexes, really start to warm up and open my body. I always do a breathing practice every morning that's just three minutes. Um, it's a it's a meditation called Ego Eradicator, which is very detoxifying and energizing. I, have you tried it? Oh, girl, I'm like so in the <laughs> world of kundalini yoga. You are speaking my language. Oh, good, good. So I don't even need to explain it. So Ego Eradicator. And then um, right now I'm chanting the Gayatri Mantra. Um, which is a mantra. It's a very, very ancient sacred mantra um, for, it's basically for gratitude and light. Um, and it's so powerful. It's a really, really beautiful mantra. It takes, it takes a long time. Chanting it 108 times takes me about like 40 minutes, but it just opens up so much. It opens up so much. So I feel, feel really, really good doing that. Um, and then I say prayers. I say prayers and I do a gratitude list and then I chant long time sun and tune out. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I teach What's yours like? My, well, I teach all my entrepreneurs, the Subag Kriya. I think mm. the Subag for anyone who is listening. And of course my clients who are listening, the Subag Kriya is this high and holy Kundalini practice. You keep it for 40 days. It's uh, like a 15, 20 minute set. And it, it just clears all the blocks and you become a money manifester or a client attractor. Mm. And you just really drop into the hearts of your soulmate clients immediately. That's the modality that I share with my clients is get super high, do your practice, align, mm. chant, like however long that means for you. For some people, it is the three minute ego eradicator, which is couple balti, heavy breath work, hands in the air, thumbs pointing towards each other. For others, it is chanting for 40 plus minutes. And then in that headspace, whatever you are sharing in a newsletter, on a podcast, on Instagram, your soulmate clients, just their eyes open up and they see you and they just can't wait to work with you. And I think integrating all of these spiritual modalities is so important right now. This rawness, this mm -hmm. truth of COVID, mm -hmm the awakening of our racist country and really coming into, wow, we have to speak authentically. We have to be raw. We have to have hard conversations. You got to use all your tools right now. 
hundred percent like so well said and so true and just especially with all of the information right now being thrown at us from so many directions having a solid practice which allows you to be in alignment with your truth and your inner voice that you can distinguish like what really resonates with you what's really true for you and what's not um it's so important and furthermore like another thing that i think is so important is i mean the 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 end of the guru era is here like no one can be just we can't just be teaching these things like you have to be practicing what you're sharing like no one can be sitting on a pedestal anymore like look what happens you know we need to be accountable we need to be in this world we need to be you know walking the walk not just talking the talk and so starting the day every day with a practice that's bringing you into alignment with what your truth is what your practice is what vibration and frequency you're putting out into the world not just with your words but with every action that you take and starting your day off in that way it's so powerful and so important and you can see that i think you can look at somebody on even on social media and say oh that person's doing the work like there's a mm-hmm. different look mm-hmm. about it. There's a different verbiage that's paired with it as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to dive into the actual, and for everyone who's listening, if you don't follow Susie on Instagram, definitely follow Susie. And you share so much high quality, free content, all these sound healings. And I was always told, and all my programming is based on the chakra system and like using the chakras mm-hmm. to launch and grow your soul aligned work. Are the sound bowls you use, they are also related to the chakra system? Yes, very much so. Oh, I love this question. Um, Yes, so the bowls that I play are crystal alchemy bowls. um, And they are, there's two different sort of sets that you can work with. One is a set that's tuned to the chakras. Um, Different notes correspond with different chakras. And there are different systems. So like there's, the Tibetan system. And then there's the Western system, which is the system that I work with, which would be the note of C working with the root chakra, D working with the sacral, so on and so forth. Um, And then there's also bowls that are sharp notes. So if you were to look at it, if you're not familiar with music, it would look like a hashtag a sharp that would resonate with um, the endocrine system. So really working with the glandular system. So especially as a Kundalini practitioner, it's so interesting to work with bowls in that way. Um, because it's really all about regulating and balancing um, hormones, you know, and 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 the glandular system. So some bulls are working with, you know, the thyroid, parathyroid, um, the adrenals. That's a really powerful bull to work with. And then there's the bulls that are working with the chakras. And so um, if you're if you're just getting started with sound healing, or if you want to get just one or a couple of sound bowls, you could definitely choose bowls that are, you know, tuned to work with chakras that you'd like to really focus on. So maybe you know, you're calling in abundance. You might really want to work with the root chakra and the sacral chakra. Um, you're really looking to call in more wisdom and and intuition as to as to your aligned path. You might want to also get a bowl for the third eye. <laughs> I love that. That's so amazing. Yes. And using all of these vessels to grow and to deepen. We were talking a little bit right before this about sound healing and addiction. What are, Mm. what are you focusing on in this topic? So I do a lot of work with people in addiction um, and really looking at the frequency of addiction. 
um, and how to shift out of that. Like for me, you know, it was for so many years, my, the frequency that I operated at was like reaching outside myself for something to give me comfort, something to give me pleasure, something to help me escape and take me outside of myself. Um, when we work with these specially tuned vibrations of sound and especially work with the chakra system, um, in my experience, it's really like an imbalance in the first three chakras that tends to lead to addiction. Um, we can consciously shift that frequency. So, you know, using frequencies to help you feel safe, help you connect with your true self, helping you connect with your power, a sense of identity, um, and a sense of purpose can shift you out of that frequency of, of craving, of, wanting of needing of feeling alone and 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 comfortable in your own frequency and then to raise that frequency so um i love i mean i feel so passionate about sharing this healing with other people um who are on a journey of 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 trying to heal themselves from being in that frequency of addiction and addiction can look like so many different things in today's world you know it could be not just addiction to drugs and alcohol, but it could be addiction to technology, addiction to food, um, you know, addiction to holding yourself back, you know, to playing small um, and consciously working with intention and frequency to create healing. Um, one of my teachers, Jonathan Goldman, who's a renowned sound healer, he says intention plus frequency equals healing. So when we work with the intention of finding, you know, freedom, in our life, finding self-love, finding grounding and embodiment. Um, and then we combine that with these healing frequencies, we can really experience deep healing. Beautiful. And it looks like, I mean, this is so, it's, there's so many different ways to heal. And how is this not a focal point? Like this is something that I feel like needs to go viral and for everyone to hear. Mm -hmm. It's your senses. It almost sounds so common. Like you're seeing, hearing, tasting, feeling, touching, mm -hmm. like use mm -hmm. these basic fundamental senses to heal and grow mm -hmm. and explore. Yeah. So yeah, right now, I mean, sound, oh, I'm going to say sound goes where no other medicine can, you know, sound feel it like you think of your favorite song think of a song that moves you that brings you to tears or if you're in a bad mood and you listen to a song that brings you joy um sound can bring people together in such powerful ways and it brings us ultimately home to ourselves. like it goes beyond race it goes beyond gender it goes beyond culture you know it it touches us on the deepest level because it is what we are and when we're tuning into sounds that are being created with the intention of love, um, it has the power to change our world. Absolutely. And if people wanted to deepen this practice, you are, can you tell us a little bit more about the virtual trainings you're offering? Yes. So, um, I lead group virtual sound baths several times per week. So if you're interested in experiencing a sound bath, um, I invite you to come join me and relax and, and call in that healing that we've been talking about. If you feel called to learn and to work with the crystal bowls yourself, um, I've led in-person trainings for some time now, but in, in this period of COVID, um, 
stepped out into leading virtual trainings. And I just did my second one this past weekend. And so incredible, so incredible to be able to share this um, virtually with people all over the world. Um, so I'm leading virtual intro workshops um, pretty much once per month. And I post information about that on my website, thecoppervessel.com, and on my Instagram, thecoppervessel. Um, and this intro workshop that we're offering is, I hold it with my mentor, Darlene Glass, who's incredible, and she sells the crystal bowls too. So if you need bowls, you can contact her. Um, and it's four hours of intro to all of this. So learning about the crystal bowls, really like where they come from, how they're made, why they are so powerful, learning about the chakras and how to use each bowl for each chakra and 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 then to use that for healing in different ways that you can create healing experiences for yourself and for others. Um, we dive into intro to music theory and an intro to the sacred science of sound. Um, and then we're also putting in the works a longer virtual training. So hopefully making making that available in the next couple of months for people to really be able to to have a deep, deep experience. But for right now, we have that intro available and it's been such a joy and, and so incredible to see people all over the world activating and then sharing their unique frequencies through these crystal bowls. That sounds so incredible. What a great way to spend quarantine, learning how to practice and share sound healing. And I want to circle back a little bit just because I do have friends with alopecia and they are in the state where they are working towards the confidence to limit how often they wear their their wigs or their head coverings. Mm. And I know you and I are talking right now and and you're bald, you're not wearing anything. How did that evolve? Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, it was such a journey, such a journey. I shaved my head actually exactly a year ago, like a year ago last week. Um, and as I sort of touched upon in, in my intro journey, like there was so much shame. My hair was such a big part of my identity. I have three younger sisters and we were all blonde. We were known as the four blonde girls. And um, so when my hair was falling out, I was just like, oh my God, who am, who would I be without hair? How could I be lovable? And that's why, you know, the noise in my head was so loud because I just really felt like if people found out, I would be so judged and ridiculed. Um, but in fact, it was the opposite. Um, you know, I, in, in experiencing the healing modalities of Reiki, of meditation, of yoga, and especially of sound, I started to just connect with my true self, which is so beyond my physical self. You know, the fact that like, I am a spiritual being having a human experience and like my essence, my light, who I am um, is so much more than, than who I am physically here. And people don't love me for my blonde hair, my long hair, my short hair, my no hair. They love me because I'm me. And so, you know, having a daily practice and working with a lot of healers made such a big difference. Um, I did everything I could to get my body as healthy as possible and my hair continued to fall out. And so ultimately that question of what's wrong with me came to the conclusion um, that maybe nothing's wrong with me. Maybe this is exactly the way that God wants me to be. And who am I to say differently? 
you know? And so I started to try to build a friendship with alopecia and I wrote letters to it. And I asked you, what are you here to teach me? And what I've ultimately realized is that it's been my greatest teacher. It's led me to every painful experience that led me to grow. It's led me to every beautiful experience that taught me to love myself. Um, It led me to become a healer. It led me to go down the path of alcoholism and addiction. It led me to get sober. It led me to create my business and to be able to share healing with other people. Um, It helped me to be vulnerable and to learn that I don't need to be perfect, quote unquote. I don't need to look any certain way. I don't need to say any certain thing, but just being me is enough. I am enough and I'm lovable. And so I wore a wig for a while. My hair was falling out like crazy. And I I covered it up with a wig. For years, it was like hairspray and ponytails. And then it was the wig. And I started to speak out about it while I was wearing a wig and share on my social media, which was very healing because I had a beautiful response from people. No one was like, you're ugly, you're a freak, which is what I was afraid of. You know, people reached out and they were like, you're beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm experiencing that too. Or my friend's experiencing that. And, and I realized that, you know, I had, while I was wearing a wig, still been living as a prisoner in my own prison. Like I was constantly still thinking about it and I didn't want to go swimming because I didn't want people to see. I didn't want to go in my convertible because I didn't want the wind to blow and have people. And so I said, what am I hiding from? Like, what am I hiding from? There's nothing wrong with me. What would it feel like to let myself be fully seen? And so I shaved it. And it was so terrifying. Like, I knew the day was coming. But when I did it, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And after I did, I mean, it felt like a rebirth. That moment that I did it was like so liberating. But I wasn't even ready to fully reveal myself. After I shaved it, I still wore like a turban or a wig. I was like bald underneath, but wearing that. And um, it took a little while for it to sink in. And then when it did, it was just so beautiful. Like it took a lot of courage to go out in public and I would feel really anxious and like I would cry and, and I would need to like go for a run because I felt this intense energy inside of me. Um, but then, you know, people started to see me for me. And it wasn't that people didn't recognize me. People recognize me more than ever. And people now come up to me and, and ask me, you know, for help. And they'll like, in the beginning, I was so afraid that people would be like, what's wrong with you? Why did you do it? And, and some people, you know, ask questions like in a curious way, like, why did you do it? Why are you bald? But for the most part now, people come up and just say like, you're so beautiful. It's so beautiful to see you. My friend is like, it's like, like, I feel in my power. I feel in my truth. I feel like I don't have anything to hide. I can just be me and love that. And that doesn't mean that like, I don't ever still have some thoughts of like self-judgment. I mean, for example, even I'm getting ready to go to a wedding and like dressing formally and being bald still feels like a new thing for me. Cause like you usually like get your hairstyle to go to a wedding So there's still little things like that, but ultimately, you know, just remembering that this has been my greatest teacher. There's nothing wrong with me. Everything in my life, none of it ever happened to me. It was always happening for me. And so when I can be in that space of like, what is the lesson here? What is the blessing here? Um, 
there's so much to be grateful for. And I truly am today so grateful for my experience with alopecia. And I'm so grateful to be bald, not to mention the fact that being bald in COVID has been the best thing ever. Everyone's like, I need to get my hair cut. I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this, if you're struggling with alopecia, or if, if you have any other thing that you feel like, I mean, we all have something that we feel like if people find out, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be rejected or people are going to make fun of me. It's like the wound is where the light gets in. Like people want to know you, people want to see you. And these things, they happen in our lives to teach us that we are so worthy of love. You are enough exactly the way that you are. You are so lovable. You are so beautiful. And what makes you beautiful is who you are from the inside, that that divine light within you, that divine light that shines within all of us. Um, you're here to shine. So um, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. Thank you for asking. Of course. And something I deeply admire as well. And I think you touched on this already, but if your words went viral and you could share wisdom with women all around the world, what would you share with them? It's all love. It's all love. And even if it doesn't feel like love in the moment, it's guiding you towards deeper love, a deeper experience of love. And so, yeah, I just ask myself in moments where I feel uncertain or anxious um, or hurt, I say, what would love do? And I let that be my guiding light. Susie, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram as the copper vessel. And my website is thecoppervessel.com. Susie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I love you. Thank you for shining your light. <laughs> my really greatest honor and pleasure. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to comment below what resonated with you. What are your questions on sound healing? As always with podcasts, we need high rating subscribers and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting again next week.